The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host here, Ryan Gilbert, coming to you live uh, on, on opening night here in the middle, second intermission of the Penguins-Blackhawks game. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Pretty good, pretty good. Hockey's on. Things are right in the world. Um, also, auspiciously had a little tasting today at the end of work with some whiskeys or bourbons uh, in particular, and a bit of tequila as well. So a little bit of a mix there, followed by my usual intake of beer. Um, so yeah, my my stomach will be tested tonight, <laughs> but uh, good stuff there. And yeah, yeah, it's a interesting first game with the the, the Preds and the Lightning. Um, I will get into that later on. But uh, yeah, great, great having hockey on. And one more thing, you know, coming back home, uh, and the commercials just just uh, like uh, here we go again with the the sports books dominating the the commercial breaks and I just bring it up because it's funny that uh, you know books that I've been using for years like random obscure books from Estonia Germany wherever are uh, suddenly like taking center stage national TV <laughs> it's so weird thinking that oh here I am like one of uh, a few hundred people in BC using this book now all of a sudden there's uh, I don't know probably uh, hundreds of thousands using it nationwide because it's it's happens to be regulated now in ontario so they get all the all the um um commercial commercial stuff so yeah that, i thought that was just funny like for example a book called tony bet like it, it's like your fox bet like hey, uh, tony. yeah tony and it's such a dumb commercial but uh now i have to see it every fucking break and, and it's so stupid but um yeah that's just a minor gripe hockey's back that's the important part <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you got to take, take take the bad with the good, and the good definitely outweighs the bad with hockey being bad. Nothing wrong with a little, little taste in there and to work. Yeah, and yeah, the, what, what gets me about the about the sports sports book like like commercials are like, oh, it's not too late to sign up and get this bonus. No, it's never too late to sign up. You you'll take their money whenever they want to give it to you. So you know, it, it yeah, it, it's it, there's a lot of. Was there any good uh, intermission gambling segments yet, or is that only for hockey night in Canada? uh i haven't seen any yet i mean uh i i just got home like at the beginning of the second period of the okay. pens game so i'm just looking right now and it's just the usual goofs on on tv so no um no andy mcneil this the, thus far anyway 
yeah usual goofs on tv and usual usual goofs uh right here with you guys here uh make sure you subscribe to the hockey Gillen podcast uh, apple podcast spotify wherever you listen uh make sure you turn on those auto downloads so you get the episodes in your feed as soon as they're published be- beat the books to those lines be- get the lines before they move and there's a five-star rating review haven't got a, one of those in quite some time so with the season starting back up hopefully we can get a few of those uh follow us on twitter at hockey sgpn the intern was going off this morning about to post all, all types of stuff so make sure you follow us there <laughs> i bet he was <laughs> <laughs> and um in the discord sg.pn slash discord or reach out to myself or the twitter or to have a sportsbook gambling ad and and you know, ask how to get on discord and joel joel let you know there because he, he loves them especially if it's for tony bet um tony bet used like used to be offshore and now it, now it's legal in ontario it's, it's legal but it's still offshore to me because thankfully uh, bc is not legalized yet yeah yeah all right, let, let's let's just get what I do with that. Yeah, the opening opening game of the triple header, five five thirty puck drop. I liked it. You know, get off work, uh, take a little walk, get, get back home, just sit down, watch some hockey. Uh, Lightning were dominating the first period. I think shots were like fifteen to two at one at one point. Uh, Predators came back in the second though. Uh, there was some. Uh, they did not score on their power plays, but it seemed like the the refs were you know calling it a little bit a little bit ticky tack, a little ticky tack. I think both teams had, you know four or five power plays there um that usually happens early in the season right like the refs just go hard and then eventually the the media pressure oh there's too many penalties and and whatnot (laughs) which is which is good i don't want too many penalties but yeah it usually goes that way early in the season Mm -hmm. as especially because they get all these like um i don't know pressure from the the league office or whoever runs the the, uh, the officials committee or whatever it is, like they, they, they call these kind of penalties, call these kind of penalties. Yeah. So the refs like uh, do that early on, but then they, they eventually kind of let things slide more and more as the season goes on. Yeah, it was really bad. I think like four or five years ago before betting was legalized here is why I wrote it into it. But like they were starting to call like holding more or something. And then it just like went away after like the first few weeks. But yeah, this is this is yeah. opening night. It's it's national TV. They want the skill players to be skill players. And, and that's what it was. Kucherov got, got, a, got a goal early. Uh, Forsberg had a great pass to O'Reilly for his first goal with the Preds. Uh, Preds Thomas take early, Novak. Thomas Novak had an absolute uh, – to, Tommy Novak, it said. Uh, I, I knew him as Thomas Novak, but apparently he's Tommy Novak now. He had an absolute snipe. Uh, That's what happens shot. when he starts scoring goals. He becomes Tommy. <laughs> yeah, it was a great short side snipe on on, on your boy JJ there. Uh, yeah, Nick Paul in front of the net. He's going to be someone to watch out for. For Tampa Bay, taking that uh, Alex Kalorn f- spot in front. He had two power play goals, I think, and he, he had a chance at empty netter, but Kucherov got that one. Uh, penalty shot goal, Brandon Hagel. So really had it all. Uh, I was able to get a live bet in. I, I bet both. I bet the Lightning when they were down 2-1, and I also bet the game to go to overtime, both at like plus 225. So so I, I uh, profited there. Also, of course, my lock of the Lightning winning, I was I was uh, kind of wary on that in, in the second second period. But the Lightning came back out, came back, battled out, and you know John Cooper. It just shows the Lightning are the Lightning still. That they, we, we, I mean, it's one game. It's the Predators. It's one game. It's one game. Get the fuck out of here. It gets the Predators (laughs) home opener for the Lightning. Give me a break. Yeah, that power play is killer though. Uh, You you have any takeaways? I know you didn't really get to watch much there. And see a single second, Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you'd expect them to come out firing first period home opener and all that. But uh, I think I didn't see the game, like I said, but, um, you know, early, early days. But uh, I think that the Preds will be a high scoring team. Uh, there will be some overs with this team. Um, yeah, I've, I, like, again, again, 
I, I didn't actually see anything, but uh, based on the scoreline, based on the number of chances both teams got, looking at the stats and the shots on goal and all that, I think that there, there will be some open games in, in Preds in Preds games. So at least the overhit there. I was on the the Preds money line, went down from plus one seventy five, closed like plus one thirty, couldn't get there, but whatever. Uh, that, that's how it goes. Uh, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see how the. I think the Lightning will be half will be forced to score more, given the fact that they they can't trust their goalie anymore, right? Like normally they can yeah. they can depend on Vasilevsky back there, but now they got to do the work themselves offensively. That's kind of like how it was last year too, because their defense was was terrible. So they're 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 still in a film familiar position, I guess. Yeah, I mean that that Predators bet may have hit if they had more than two shots on goal in, in the first period. The intermission guys were joking like, you know, how are they going to do without Vasilevsky? But they they weren't testing uh, Johansson at all. And then once they finally got shots on that, they, they were able to score a little bit. So yeah, I think a, a, a good opener to start. It was a high flying action. O, over was it was a good bet there. Uh, I wanted to take the live over. There was there were six goals. It was one one going into the third, and then six goals in the third. I missed out on that, but you know it's uh. Good, good opener there. Kucherov still being Kucherov. Uh, Stammer, Hedman there. Uh, Sergachev getting the power play point for our boys in the Discord there. Uh, but yeah, this this next game here, the Blackhawks at the Penguins. Of course, the NHL debut of Connor Bedard, in case you haven't heard. Bedard go up, going up against the uh, Sid the Kid. So it's a, it's a big matchup there. Uh, both players have points through through two periods. I believe Bedard had, a, had an assist. Crosby had, had a little goal there. So uh, what are your thoughts on this one so far? Yeah, I came home near the end of the first period, uh, but it seemed like the Blackhawks got the momentum after that uh, four-minute power play that they had. Uh, again, I didn't see what the penalty was or whatnot, so you, maybe you could fill me in there. But um, after that, it seemed like uh, the Blackhawks were the better team, and uh, they were kind of unfortunate to give up the second goal. It was a marginal offside that was uh, just barely onside. Uh, it was mm-hmm. challenged there, and the Pens didn't, didn't capitalize on it, but... Yeah, that, that that's what led to their their second goal, and then the, the the Blackhawks responded. But I think that the Blackhawks were the better team in the second period. I mentioned in the Discord that it reminded me a lot of the last time these teams played together, when um, you know a significantly inferior team came into Pittsburgh and uh, and we were out playing them. Um, but but that, that was just one period, so still another period to go, and uh, we'll see if um, there'll be some more goals for uh, for both teams, preferably for the Penguins. Um, uh, but yeah, Jari looks looks pretty solid. Bedard looks looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 in the middle of everything. He's he got his first point already, uh, setting up um, Donato goal. Um, yeah, he's I think he's had four or five shots already, and then he's he's just in the mix. So yeah, he he's going to be uh, a force to reckon with for Chicago. Maybe he could just evolve, elevate this whole team. Um, this kind of brings it back to that the argument between. Um, Talon and uh, somebody in the Discord there about uh, how Talon was saying that they should have given more players around Bedard this year. Mm-hmm. And the other guy was saying, oh, no, just tank, tank. I'm leaning towards tanking this year, but next year I think that they're going to be going. They're going to be spending because if you get Bedard if, at this kind of talent level on an ELC and you can just build around him like with that cheap of a deal and, and you get like these uh imagine uh william nylander because he's a free agent they, they can give him a boatload of money yeah he comes in there to chicago they get a proper goalie somewhere i'm not sure who's in the market next year but the, the blackhawks could be a good team as, as soon as next year if bedard is like uh you know all of a sudden just a total stud in the nhl and, and elevates the whole team much like mcdavid did early on in his career um so yeah i think next year's the year you bring in guys to uh to bolster the lineup because 
you don't want to waste um the years you have Batarper cheap because it's going to cost a pretty penny after that ELC expires. Uh, absolutely, and looking at at their cap friendly page, I mean the only people that have under contract for next year is, is Hall. That's the last year of his contract. Out there, see you. Uh, Donato for two million, Seth Jones obviously, Connor Murphy, but like yeah, uh, Felino four million one year, Perry one year, Dickinson one year. So yeah, tanking this year makes sense. They have a first round pick, they have their first round pick, Levine's first round pick. They have three second round picks. They can trade up if they have to get another you know top level, top level prospect guy to pair with Bedard, and then go out next next off season and you know get some players to to build around them and they can i'm not sure if they can be a playoff team next season but they can certainly be a fun team to watch i mean they already are are now with bedard they're going to be appointment viewing for some fans so and yeah bedard i think his shots on goal prop was two and a half and he hit that in the first period he has five shots on goal uh 10 shot attempts through through two periods so he's 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 making shots for himself he's all over the ice uh taylor hall has two shots through uh two periods no his was at two and a half there was some debate about that the discord this morning well blackhawks have more shots than penguins now don't they uh 20 27 each now 27 each. okay yeah blackhawks blackhawks outplayed them in the second period according to you know all the fancy stats scoring chances towards eight high danger, the eye test my eye test was telling me that and, and the eye test yeah and and the eye test shows you that the penguins look like an old rusty team and the blackhawks look oh. like a young hungry team and like that's gonna, you know, that's gonna reflect a little bit. The Penguins should still win this game rather easily, but you know, first first game of the year, you got these these Penguins guys, you know, playing together for the first time. Some of these guys, Gensel, I'm not sure if he saw any preseason action. I'm assuming not, because it was a game time decision. But yeah, yeah, I mean, this is why you can't. I mean, the Penguins were what minus 200, Bruins are minus 300 next year. But this is why you can't immediately be like, okay, this hockey team's minus 300. You know, this is why we say, okay, throw throw a quarter unit on every underdog that's plus 300. You know, you're, you'd probably end up being profitable if you if you pick your spots or if you just bet it blindly. I never said that. I don't oh, know. No, we didn't say that, but like, it's it's <laughs> like, oh, oh, this team's plus 300. Like, throw five bucks on it because uh, there, there rarely should be a, a hockey game where, where, where it's that much of a difference. And we saw it last year when the Penguins needed to, to win for the playoffs and they, they lost at minus 500 against a tanking Blackhawks team. Yeah. I think you had it right the first time. Pick your spots, not, not blindly. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes the minus 300 should be minus 400, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, tomorrow Blackhawks back to back up in Boston. Yeah. That's, that should yeah, be a uh, line's going to go up. Uh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's already <laughs> up to 300 now. It was already minus 300, but, um, you, you said that Penguins looked rusty. I was going to ask if that pun was uh, intentional or unintentional, but I liked it, it regardless. It wasn't. Uh, uh, Rust had. He Rust, did look rusty this this period. <laughs> Rust Rust had, had, had the, the their first goal. It was off the the camera in the net, so they had to review that one. And their second goal, they had to review for the for the blue line play. So yeah, they've had they've had two goals. Both of them had, had to be reviewed so far for 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 Pittsburgh. Hmm. Uh. Anything else from uh from the opening night so far, or anything anything at all before we move on to the next thing? No, no, no other uh, observations so far through five periods now. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick up Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100 times payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. $1,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win $10,000 each. 
So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign off the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And Manscaped is back. We're brought to you by Manscaped, who've taken a step up from Balloween to bring you bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil in trouble. Manscaped's all-new handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code SGP for $20 off plus free shipping. Uh, you know, I, I, I got a I got a pretty, pretty nice beard growing here. You know, it's a little, getting a little bit out of control. I mean, I might need to look into this manscape here for a trimmer. It's uh, for wet or dry use. You can bring it anywhere and everywhere. The compact design and airplane airplane friendliness make this a perfect travel tool for on the go. And being able to shave up to three days growth without the mess of a wet shave is priceless. In the Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SGP. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman for Manscaped. I, I my, did, I, my, I, my barber uh, closed down recently, and I haven't found a new one yet, so I'm well, pretty good. hairy myself. I got a, I got a big trip to San Francisco coming up this weekend, so I got to find one tomorrow, and uh, hopefully, and yeah, it sucks getting new barber. It's got to do the whole thing. You, gotta, yeah. uh, you know, get them to know what you what you like and all that shit. But whatever. Yeah. We got to be looking good soon. There may be some. Uh, there may be a video component coming to the podcast uh, sometime mm, soon. Keep, keep, mm. keep, an, keep an eye out for that. Not not just an ear out. Keep an eye out as well. Uh, yeah. One more observation from t- from tonight's games was uh, was live betting. Uh, I mean, a live over would have hit in the first game. This second game is looking like it, it might go over. I think it got. I'm not sure if it got down to four and a half. I was going to bet it if it got down to there. But even five and a half, like you see, these teams are they're putting up shots. They're putting up expected goals. You know, so especially early on in the season when teams are still getting their legs under them, there's going to be more scoring in the, in the later periods. Especially rusty goalies. Goalies need some time to, um, yeah, that's the word rusty again. Yeah. Uh, but they, need, they need that. They need time to get back into rhythm and uh, build that confidence back up. So I think goalies will be struggling early on, but I did not see this from Peter Mrazek. He's, he's been dialed in uh, from what I've seen in this game. So um, yeah, he, but he does have these games. Like he'll have like, 10 games a season where he looks lights out, but then the other 30 or whatever, he looked like total shit. So don't expect uh, a repeat performance like this uh, from Morazic every night. Yeah, he um, he had like this amazing glove save on an odd rush, odd man rush. But yeah, he's also someone that's just going to give up a, a complete just shitty goal here and there. So that's he's why. a flashy goalie, right? He yeah. likes to show off a little bit. He's, oh. he's got them razzle dazzle. Um. All right, uh, I believe we have our, our first regular season appearance of the professor. Is that true? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, going over old territory, but uh, this year I do plan to do a few more, um, I don't know, updates and more attention paid to the awards markets because I think that these are uh, highly lucrative opportunities for bettors who are, are not professionals, who are not staking, you know, five digits on a bet. Uh, because yeah, these are these are illiquid markets. There's not a lot of money going into them, so the odds aren't as sharp. There's a lot of value to be had, especially you just look across the books. You'll find uh, random or odds that are that are crazily different from book to book. So I think that that gives value to the better. 
And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be trying to keep uh, listeners informed of what's going on. My own bets, I'll be betting more of this this year. Um, so, yeah, let's let's um, get into it here. Like uh, the first thing you want to look at um, with these award markets, uh, this is a, a term used by Ken Barkley, who is probably the best awards better I know. Um, he uses the term of vulnerable favorite. So if you look at uh, an award market and it, you did, if you determine that uh, a, a guy who is favored but shouldn't be like uh, by a, as big of a margin uh, as possible, hopefully, and then you, you, you kind of trying to pick your spots against them, try to find other guys who are uh, capable of threatening that um, player or coach uh, or team in the case of the, the president's trophy. But uh yeah, so um, for example, the the Hart Trophy, I would not say is a vulnerable favorite. Connor McDavid, I think he he's a uh, you know he's pretty solidly rated there, plus one hundred. Even could be even a little bit of value on there if, if he just stays healthy. He's probably going to win that award. I know he, he it's I don't he's unlikely to score sixty plus goals again. I'll I'll tell you that much. But uh, he'll still put up enough points and carry the Oilers to. Uh, um, there's a good chance that he's going to you know, lead the team to the best team in the West in the regular season. So McDavid, I think, is is not a vulnerable favorite. Um, but let's, let's look at the Calder here. This is a little more in the air because uh, Connor Bedard is at, you know, he's, he's minus 140, minus 150, something like that. And uh, we got a whole bunch of guys behind him who are um, excellent players in their own right. Um, of course, looking at this first game, Bedard looks out of this world, uh, relatively speaking, relative for a rookie, that is. Um, but, uh, still there, there's a bunch of other guys in the mix that, that could threaten him. So I, I still don't want to bet a guy who's a sub six feet and, uh, 185 pounds to survive a whole season. Like there's, there's a good chance these guys go down. Like Connor McDavid didn't win the Calder because he got injured. All right. I don't think he won the Calder. Right? I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but I don't, I, I don't think he won it. Cause he was, he was out for like 30 games or something. So I don't think it was possible for him to win the Calder. Um, so yeah. Uh, what year was that? Fifteen? Ekblad, Ekblad won it fifteen. Okay, yeah, I don't think he won it because um, yeah, it's impossible to win when you miss that much time. Um, so that that's always a possibility. Plus this year, it, the the class is just loaded with um, Logan Cooley coming up. He had an awesome preseason. He's got all the hype. He had an excellent year um, in the uh, like NCAA. Same with Adam Fantilli, who won the Hobie Baker. And, of course, Luke Hughes, who looked awesome in his first games with the Devils in the playoffs. Um, he's the, he's up to 9-1, to 10-1. to one. Um, So, yeah, they, they, these guys are studs. Uh, they, they, there's a bunch of others, too. Like Leo Carlson, now that, that now that we know that he's going to be playing with the Ducks, not in the not another year uh, outside the NHL, he's, he's still 30-1. to one. I don't mind that. And I mentioned before that he's, he's played among men in the SHL. So he'll be uh, familiar with, um, you know, the, the man's game and all that. And Matt, my guy, Matthew Coronado, his odds are plummeting now. Like he had a good preseason, and he's playing well with the Flames. He's got a chance. Uh, these are these are guys I like. Just, just uh, look for look for guys that are. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's common sense. Like if guys are on a good team, and they're playing well, and they're putting up points, they're going to get in the mix. Like Bedard is on a bad team, so he's he has that not going for him. The Blackhawks are not making the playoffs this year, whereas a lot of these other rookies are going to be on good teams. Like even the Coyotes were projected to win uh, a good 10 points more than the the Blackhawks are. So Cooley already has a step up there. And then they got 
Well, Fantilli, he's, he's on the same kind of level as uh, Bedard with the Blue Jackets. But then Luke Hughes, he's on one of the best teams in the East with the Devils. And uh, Bill Carlson, same kind of thing as Fantilli and Bedard. But uh, Matt Coronado is, is a guy who is is uh, probably the best example of that in terms of um, being on a good team while while being able to put up points there. I think he, sh- he should be playing on the second line now. And, uh, yeah, Luke Hughes, Matt Coronado, though, those fit the guys who are going to be putting up points, playing on great teams. They'll get more recognition for that. But the problem is, of course, Connor Bedard is getting all the media love, which is the, the biggest hurdle to overcome. So if, if Bedard just has a, a good season, like if he puts up the most points, there's a good chance that, that he's just going to win. Um, but I don't think that he should be minus 140. And I don't think it's worth betting now anyway. So if, if, if all these other long shots fail, then then fine, whatever. You you lose to him, or you maybe just just like bridge jump and bet him in December, January, minus three hundred, whatever it was, whatever it will be, that's fine. Um, but the let's let's go to another market here. We're, we're let, me, go. let me just chime in on, on the on the call here. It was uh, the 2015-16 McDavid came third to Panarin and Gostisbehere. I was very upset with Panarin winning that one over Gostisbehere. And, and yeah, hmm. I, I feel like for the Hart Trophy, you're basically betting on whether or not McDavid gets hurt or if someone just has an insane season. Then for the Calder, I think, you know, having those long shots makes sense. You didn't, didn't even mention Matthew Nyes. I think Matthew Nyes, he's slid to start on, on the third line with Fraser Minton and Cal Yonkrak. But if he can work his way up into the top six, I think him at, at 30 to one, uh, Leo Carlson, I, I found 50 to one. I think that, that's a good shout out there. So, so yeah, I think that's, you know, the Calder. Yeah. You're basically either saying, okay, I'm betting on Bedard. And if he, if someone outshines him or if he gets hurt, then you're screwed. I don't know why Matthew Nice fell in the odds because he had a good preseason. Like, I don't know. He's not getting all the hype that Fraser Minton is just because he came out of nowhere this year. <laughs> he's not supposed to be this good this early. But uh, yeah, 30 to 1 now for Matthew Nice is, a, is more appealing. I still haven't bet him. But yeah, he's definitely in the mix because he's going to be on a great team. He's going to be putting up points. Uh, but I just go back to that. Uh, the, the World Juniors, where Matthew uh, Coronado outplayed Matthew Nyes. Or it's Matt Coronado. I don't know if he goes to Matthew or Matt, but it's Matt Coronado outplayed Matthew Nyes in that in that uh, tournament. And I think the Flames and the Leafs are, you know, not identical teams, but uh, the Flames do play in a weaker conference. And uh, um, he's gonna, I think he's going to get more minutes than Matthew Nyes, mm-hmm. ultimately. Um, so that that's why I just mentioned his name. But yeah, Matthew yeah. Nyes is absolutely in the mix. I'm not... I'm totally out on Devon Levi, like a, a rookie goalie here no, yeah, with the I Buffalo agree. Sabres. <laughs> they're, they're pitiful defense. Um, he's going to get lit up, I think. I mean, he might be a decent goalie, but when you have uh, no help around you, you're going to get scored on. And uh, Don Granada runs an aggressive uh, offensive play style, so they're going to be in high-scoring games. So Devon Levi is, is, is not one I'm looking at at all. But there's a there's a few other shots out here in the yeah. call that I'll be monitoring for uh, – Basically, hopefully all season. Like uh, last year, last year was was brutal in terms of um, interest in like the last third of the season. Like they were all locked up. Like uh, the Calder was like the last thing because the Calder is is the most volatile with these rookies. There's the most unknown quantities. I guess you could say the Norris with with Carlson there because he was on such a bad team, but he's still he, he was just absolutely carrying the Sharks. And when he got to 100 points, I guess it was just a uh, locked up, especially with McCarr missing a bunch of time. Um, but yeah, the Calder last year was the only one semi-interesting. The other ones are all wrapped up pretty early on. So hopefully it's it's, it's more interesting so we can have these segments more often later in the season. Um, 
but yeah, um, this is go, my yeah. favorite. Go ahead. Good, good, good call on, on Coronado. He, he's slated to start on the second line. Like the, the, behind them, they have thir- their third line is Manjapani, Backlund, and Coleman, who are like bottom six guys. So he should have all the opportunity in the world to either play second line or first line right wing is Dylan Dylan Dubé right now. So he could definitely, you know, solidify his, his spot in the top six. You'll often find him um, across a lot of books here. Jacob Pelche still listed at, at like 25, 30, 35, yeah. 40 to one. <laughs> Don't bet that because he's going to miss most, if not the whole season. So uh, just uh, a word of warning there. Matt Coronado is the flame you want to be looking at. Um, I say Matt Potois. The Bruins there, he's he's getting in the mix now. I I, I just saw him at 100 to one. I'm like, is that worth it? Is that worth just like throwing a, a dollar on? Well, he's going to be on a good team, and if like look at the guys ahead of him, he just has to beat up Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle, and all of a sudden he's a <laughs> or one or two center. He's, he's playing with pasta, yeah. Yeah, so Matt Potois, if you can find like a, a rogue uh, high number on him, that that'd be uh worth uh, worth a few bucks, worth a little pizza. Um. But yeah, let, let's get into my favorite award, which is the Jack Adams. And uh, if, if you want to create, there is no like real singular vulnerable favorite in this one because Rob Bertamore is 7 1, Lindy Ruff is 9 1. But if you c- combine them together, um, they become like the, the, their own vulnerable favorite. You just want to fade these guys because oh, how are they winning? Um, yeah. Rob Bertamore won it a few years ago to begin with. Lindy Ruff has won it before, way in the past, but still. He was a finalist last year, but that that was that was the year he had the chance to win it. Like uh, he he has to improve on last year's result, which uh, he could do, but I don't think that he would have to have like a like a Bruins kind of season. The same thing with the Hurricanes, like just totally dominate, totally slay everybody else in front of him. And I don't see that kind of season happening for any team this year. Um, possibly the Oilers. I think the Oilers have a potential to just be absolutely awesome. Um, but uh, Jay Woodcroft ten to one. I'm. I like him more than the other two, but still, I don't. I'm not looking at the, any of those three because more often than not, you want to look at the um, improvement coaches, right? You you can have uh, you could separate the kinds of winners into like just uh, a, a coach or a, a yeah a coach who just um, absolutely dominates and uh, just just like in the NFL, like a team that wins 15 games, 16 games, the coach is likely going to win it regardless. Um, but then. More a lot more often is 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 the the field of improvement coaches where you you go up um a certain amount of points certain amount of games and uh, that that's what I'm looking at and that's why Don Granado has fallen in odds that's why DJ Smith has fallen in odds uh because they they represent teams that are on the rise like they represent something like the Devils were last year which is why Lindy Ruff was a finalist because he elevated that team or helped elevate that team to uh, one of the best teams of last year and uh, was rewarded for it with a with a nomination at least and uh so yeah they're like that those are the kind of coaches i'm looking at because their odds are short or longer um like don granado i mean uh, and the odds i'm looking at here on DraftKings are uh is that badarna ty johnson just score for the blackhawks um don yeah don granado he, he's slowly fallen in odds just because the the sabers are uh, recognized as one of those improvement coaches but uh the reason why I like to look at the improvement coaches because their odds are often far longer than the, you know, just the, the big teams. Like, I'm not sure this is what, what makes this a valuable market to bet into and why I bet so many other guys because they're, they're, there's so many options. Like, Don Granato, I don't know, 11 to 1 is too short now, but yeah, DJ Smith, 12 to 1, just one book. Like, you'll find like random odds across so many different books. Oh, DJ Smith, 25 to 1 here on, on Vandal. 
yeah, there you go. That that's yeah. that's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you need multiple books that's why you need to look at these especially if you're betting these awards because uh you, you'll get much better odds if, if you look around um yeah and jared bennar 12 to 1 one thing though there is another kind of bet there's the legacy coach where a guy who has never won it before and if he just keeps winning and all that then, then and it has an excellent season like jared bennar and uh john cooper would john be cooper, yeah. would be uh considered under this uh kind of category because john cooper if he does it with without vasilevsky for a third of the season and if, if he, he wins the atlantic he is absolutely live for the uh, the award here at 25 to 1 I, I like him a lot more than jared better and only 12 to 1 i don't know i'm not sure what, why he's 25 to 1 for cooper i'm saying 15 uh, i'm just looking at DraftKings here john uh. cooper 25 to 1 um so yeah he he's uh he's the best candidate for the legacy coach award. Like the what, what is winner. what what is Laviolette there on DraftKings? I, I so for some reason I don't 15. have it in Pennsylvania. Fifteen to one. Yeah, he's the same thing on FanDuel. I, I think he's another legacy type, but I, I'm not. I don't think I like fifteen to one enough. Yeah, he fits in that category. Um, but yeah, my favorite is the improvement coach because these are guys who are playing or coaching, typically teams that were fared fairly fared poorly the season before so the, their odds uh um are, are uh, resulting they're consequently lower or higher whatever you want to say it um so guys like uh like granado dj smith they've been bet into that like you mentioned dj smith 25 to one that's awesome um but looking down the board here rick talkis still hasn't moved i don't know why that is uh like the canucks have, have risen slowly but steadily in terms of their points um and their their season points total, so I think Talkett should rise accordingly as well, considering how well he did with the Canucks at the end of last year. Um, but even guys like um, Andre Turgnay, like speaking of rising points totals, the, the Coyotes opened up like seven three and a half. Now all of a sudden they're finally like eighty and a half uh, in terms of their season points totals, and he's still mm. fifty to one. So if the if the Coyotes have an excellent season, he's absolutely live for this improvement coach category. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Would you rather bet fifty to one, or would you rather bet an eleven to one for uh, Don Granato now? Like, um, I would rather take the the longer shot at this point. Um, yeah, what, what, what's another yeah. one here? Uh, do you have any thoughts on, on Rick Bonus? Do you think he, he has a chance? I know he, they, they kind of disappointed last year, but if, if he's able to get that room back together, if they somehow win the Central, mm. 35 to 1. Oh, 35 to 1. Yeah. yeah see, see, yeah, I'm looking at 20 to 1. Okay. So, yeah, yeah 35 to 1. Like, if the, if the Jets, uh, it's tough for him, I think. Like he would have, I mean, they would the, have to the, win the division, and then yeah, if if the Avs falter and the Stars aren't the Stars, the Jets could win that division. But yeah, it's not not yeah. not a great not a great option. There's there's a kind of narrative uh, because you know they they traded Dubois and they lost Blake Wheeler, their old captain, as of mm-hmm. two years ago. Um, so maybe there's a bit of a narrative push for him, but yeah, I I, I would rather spend my money elsewhere, like a Ryan Huska. The Flames is, is yeah. a good candidate. Uh, you know, the, the Flames were, they missed the playoffs last year. So if they make the playoffs, he's already an improvement coach. Uh, and I think they have a great chance to make the playoffs. So, yeah, is this his Bonus, first head, head coaching job, though? Do you think voters would rather give it to someone who's people that have been there before? Do you think that goes into the voters' heads? 
No, I think they oh. like first time coaches because that okay. shows that they're they're a coach who took over a team and immediately elevated them, just like Jim Montgomery last year with the Bruins. Of course, he probably would have won anyway, even if he wasn't the first time coach. But uh, Daryl Sutter as well with the with the Flames when he when he took over there uh, and and uh, and elevated them immediately. Like he he was a yeah, a lock for that award, almost a lock. <laughs> you could argue for Andrew Burnett in this in the same season. Uh, he he came in there to the Panthers after. Uh, that uh, Joel Quenville ordeal, and uh, he even taken over. Uh, was it a couple months into the season, something like that? And then he was still yeah. in the mix for that award, and probably would have won it if uh, Gerard Gallant didn't split with him in the uh, in the uh, the Eastern Coast bias. Uh, the, 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 so yeah, that's another thing that could take into mind. Like um, the, the, there's there there's a bit of an East Coast bias because all the fucking writers. Um, not all of them, but most of them are on the East Coast, and they're not staying up to watch fucking Ducks games. Um, they're there, but they're all seeing the Rangers games. They're all seeing the Leafs games. So that that's something to pay attention to as well. Um, so yeah, like this this award is I'm gonna be betting the the fuck out of this because there's there's so many um, different entry points for these coaches, and the odds won't shift right away. It'll take a while. So as long as you stay on top of it. You'll make a profit at the end of the year as long as you're betting at the right spots at the right times. There's it's it's, it's impossible it's impossible to lose unless okay if Rod Brindamore wins this award I'm gonna lose I'll tell you that much because I'm not betting a single cent on him I don't care how much he wins I'm not I'm not if he wins the whole fucking season and he does the whole uh, Jim Montgomery thing then I will lose I will I will admit that but unless that happens I don't see myself losing this this market this year because. This is such an this is such a market that is easily beaten. Yeah, because it's like if you follow hockey, you know the narratives, you know what teams are going in which directions, you know what teams like what who's getting credit for it or the coaches getting credit. I'm hoping I don't think I've seen Jack Adams award or Jack Adams odds up during this season on the legal books I have. I may have to you know, keep an eye on that. It's still up at FanDuel. I'm not seeing it at DraftKings or MGM. But, uh, yeah, I think this is – you said it. This is one market where you can come in multiple times during the year. And more than more likely than not, it's going to be one of these long shots winning. I don't see the – And you do I don't see the Canes running things. I don't see the Avs running things. So, like, I don't see Keith or Woodcroft or, or Rufford or Boer winning. So, it's going to be someone 15, 20, 20 to 1 or more. One more thing that it's an advantage in this market is that you don't have to worry about injuries. Like mm-hmm. you'd have to have like some kind of controversy or a, a stroke, God forbid, of one of these coaches to uh, to lose uh, lose a bet. Whereas hockey, you know, it's, it's a violent sport. You, you see guys go down all the time. It's like a good bet can suddenly go to shit just because uh, I don't know he pulls in a, uh, breaks his Achilles, tears his Achilles. Um, yeah. Whereas uh, you don't have to worry about that kind of thing behind the bench. So that's yet another uh, advantage in betting this market. Um, so yeah, we can go to the other couple, or if you want. That's uh, yeah. But first, you're giving out some uh, Hall of Fame advice here. Make sure you check out Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to hit rates broken down by leg. And an expected probability for the whole parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. 
start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Looks like the uh, the Penguins are, are not doing too well. My, my puck line, Thailand's regulation, and your team total are, are not looking good here. Uh, tied at two. Late Am I third. over? Yeah. I doubled over. down on the fucking pens. Oh, you you can't, can't trust the Penguins. You can't. No, I'm not. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I, I shouldn't say never, but I'll probably not double down on a fucking bet again this season. <laughs> oh, oh, nope, there's life. There's card? Blackhawks did. Oh. There's life for the over. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what, what are you doing next here? What, what work for Norris or Vesna? Uh, go go Vesna, because I feel like Vesna is, you know, a few short favorites and then, and then like, you know, the, the team ones, like, like, like Gurgiev or whoever. But yeah, what, what do you got? Yeah, so Vesna, it's like a multiplicity of vulnerable favorites, I think. But it's, it's harder to attack him because there are some elite goalies you're going against who are going to put up some great stats. Like uh, the Jets don't have a great defense still. Connor Hellbuck's going to be saving a bunch of pucks. Same with UC Soros. UC Soros. But uh, I I think he can write off UC Soros. I mean, he's... Uh, he's gonna he's gonna have like a kind of Sorokin campaign of last year. Where he's gonna have a lot of good stats and all that, but uh, his, his team's not gonna be great. Um, I would write off UC Soros. I'd also write off Ilya Sorokin himself at at these short odds. Like, what are you seeing at your book there? Like uh, DraftKings, he is four to one. That is never a bet. Um, I mean, he is the best goalie in the league, but that doesn't mean that he's gonna win the Vezina. Um, it, it's a long season for for Sorokin. You said. Yeah. FanDuel has Soros, Hellebuck, Shostarkin, and Sorokin all five to one. Yeah, no. None of those. None <laughs> <No>. of those. <laughs> um Yeah, for the, for this kind of award, you know, Vasilevsky obviously is a write off because he's gonna miss too much time. So I don't know even know why he's listed here. He's at eight to one on draftings. That's dumb. Never bet that. Uh if you want to bet Vasilevsky at like a, a nice number, just wait until fucking December. Like never bet that now. Um Jake Ottinger is interesting at 12 to one. That's this is when it gets uh, a little better because the stars could win the division and he's shown himself capable of being one of the elite goalies in the league, but uh, that's still not a bet for me. Linus Allmark never, he's going to regress after last season. Um, but uh, it gets, this is the first one I bet going down the list here. Alexander Georgiev, 25 to one. He's going to be on an apps team who are improving defensively the last couple of years. And uh, he had a, a, a pretty good, pretty damn good first season with the avalanche and that was without really knowing the system so you can only expect him to at least maintain the same kind of play um you know he's a great goalie uh, in new york even as a backup and he, he proved that he could do it as a starter as well so uh georgiev at 25 to 1 is my favorite bet for um the avalanche in terms of the awards um maybe mccarr norris maybe McCark Hart, but uh, no, Kyorgiev is my favorite of, of, of the three. Um, and then Markstrom here, he's at 30 to one. You can find better than that. Uh, just back in a bounce back season because he was like, what, a 10, 12 to one last year. And all of a sudden, he's down to 30 to one this year when the, when the Flames should have a good season. They're projected to have a good season. And you, you can't believe that he just turned into a pumpkin after one bad year because he's been a great goalie throughout his career, really. So Markstrom is a nice-looking one. Demko, uh, he's a, a shorter sample size. But again, same kind of thing. He had a bad year last year. Now he's got a better defensive system in front of him. A couple better defensemen. The Canucks defense still isn't great, but it's better than it was under Bruce Boudreau when he totally fell apart. Um, so Demko is another one to look at. 
uh, after that, you're looking at real long shots, like the real greasy goalies, the uh, Akira Schmidt, 50 to 1. You got Samson off 75 to 1? Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Uh, Schmidt, 50 to 1 here, um, just because he's on the Devils, and I think that he has the capability of taking over the number one spot. I mean, where is Vanacek on these odds? I don't know. Vanacek. 100 to 1. Oh, see, there we go. So he's projected to be the starter then. Like like we called that earlier on. Um, yeah, did, so Kier Schmidt, I think, is the better goal of the Vanacek. Vanacek is just too up and down, especially after what we saw towards the end of the year uh, where Kier Schmidt played him and even replaced him in goal in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think Schmidt, is uh, it's his job to lose at this point. So, yeah, I'm, I'm liking that one just because he's going to be on a great team who should get a lot of points have a good chance to win the division. And um, yeah, these, these are the kind of um, goalies we're looking at just, just uh, based on team success as well, because it's, it's not just a, a stats award as last year showed us because Sorokin won the stats war in terms of like the goals they've expected and all that. Whereas Allmark won the team stats because, you know, he let in fewer goals and all that, but that that's more of a team stat than it is just a goalie stat. And uh, for that reason, uh, that's why I'm looking at these longer shots here, at least early on, you know, if, if it comes down to it, one going guy's taken off, and um, and uh, one one book is slow to adjust, then that that's when you jump in on a on a guy that's uh, looking to run away with the award. Like absolutely, like Sorokin, I believe he's the best goal in the league. So if the Islanders are doing awesome, they're they're uh, you know scoring goals and they're they're not letting goals in, all of a sudden he should be the dominant favorite. Um, but yeah, and then, then we go down to Samsonov. He's the same kind of thing as the Allmark thing. Like the Leafs are a great team. Samsonov is a volatile goalie because he has excellent games one one game, and then uh, uh, he, he shifts the bed the next, especially on the road. Like he's an awesome home goalie for some reason, whereas he's kind of shaky on the road. So Samsonov, yeah, yeah, you mentioned seventy-five to one, and that's where I stop. That that's the last bet. Well, Aiden Hill, I think I had a little bit on him, but uh, I'm not really confident on that just because the. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the Knights, they could be great, but I'm kind of uh, expecting them to to not win the division this year, and, and that would just put him behind the eight ball. And, he, and then he'll have to win the stats war, and I don't see him doing that. So I'm kind of out on Aiden Hill. But I think that Samsonov is uh, the best longest shot on the board here. Uh, unless... Uh, I, I, I see two at, at... Well, they're on they're on FanDuel, but I think they're on DraftKings at 100 to 1. Stuart um, Skinner? Uh no, for my boy Tally, the the other the other ah. one there in Edmonton, Jack Campbell, Soupy, uh, hundred or Skinner, both at both at a hundred to one. Why would you take uh, the backup over the starter? I I mean Campbell's one thirty to one. I think they I think they want to give him the net. I think they want to give give him the chance. They want they want him to, you know, earn his money a little bit. So I, I you know sprinkle both if you want to you know do that or, or just pick one. Um, a crazy one, but um a very defensive team. Uh, Cam Talbot, two hundred to one. I'm not sure if he's even the starter, but uh, he, he he was great early in his career. I think he finished fourth in Vesna voting. I just looked up. I know he's a little bit over the hill here, but 200 to one on a Kings team that seems to be preaching defense. I, I don't hate it. I don't think he has a real chance to win, but what's that, like 0.5%? So I think he has more than that. Yeah, and the Kings are a good defensive team, and he's 101 at DraftKings, so 200 to one. Yeah, uh, that, that's, that's not a bad look there. I mean, I just... It's highly unlikely to win, but that's what 201 <laughs> suggests. That's a yeah. 0.5% chance. If you think he have a he has a more than a 0.5% chance of winning, then yeah, I think that's a that's a, that's a look there. 
Mm-hmm. All of the Penguins or the, the Blackhawks look to have sealed it away here. Oh, there's uh, Nick Felino, I think, getting his first goal as a Hawk. Empty netter? Yes, sir. Is that the over? Was it was it six? No, nah, it's 4-2 now. Should have taken the fucking reverse puck line. Blackhawks minus one and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wonder what that was. <laughs> That's okay. They got their win out of the way. The, Bar- the Bruins are going to kill them tomorrow. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be feeling good on, on the plane over there. Fat and happy. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got on Vesna, I think. What do you got? Do you got anything more? Or moving on to Norse. Yeah, let's do Norse. Um, only made one bet here. Actually, no, I, I made a couple more. I lied. Uh, but main bet is because Quinn Hughes, 18 to one originally, 14 to one now at, at DraftKings. I think that's, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of shortish now, but I think that uh, he is a premium defenseman in this league, and I do expect the Canucks to be better, so we'll get in the mix there. Um, but this is one where I'm going to be eyeing the uh, early season of Kale McCarr. If, if he's more like he was two years ago, and he's healthy and all that, I'm just, I'm just going to lay it, because I think that he is a tier above all these other guys. He's going to be on a great team. I think it's his to lose. He should be more like McDavid is in the in the heart market. Right. Um, so I, th- I think McCarr is, is a very live for this. Uh, yeah, it, it's hard to find another defenseman on his level. I mean, you might be scared off because he's the favorite and all that, but no, nah, he, he, he's deserving of that. But I, I, I got to see it first. I got to see that he's he's 100 percent that he that he's going to be um, also that he's not playing too much. Like last year, he got in trouble because uh, the abs are so injured. He was playing like 25 minutes a game. And uh, naturally, you're going to get hurt doing that if, if if you're not like, um you know, Duncan Keith. He could get away with doing that. He was awesome just playing like fucking 28, 28 minutes a night and he'll never get hurt because he, he's awesome at getting hit. Like Duncan Keith, vintage, uh, he was awesome at dodging the dodging the hits and whatnot. But uh, Kayla Carr is a bit bigger. He's not quite as slippery as Duncan Keith was. So uh, that could get you in trouble. But looking past Quinn Hughes, uh, we got to go down here to the depths um hmm, where did i where did that bet where are they at now <laughs> Tom thomas shabbat 101 for the for the senators i mean i think he still has a lot of upside he had a kind of a downish year last year but he's still gonna get a lot of minutes he's an awesome uh, offensive defenseman so he will be uh um getting a lot of chance a lot of points yeah. and uh on a, on a, a rising sense team that should Hopefully make the playoffs heavily staked on that happening. Um, so, yeah, Shabbat, I think 101 is the the, the next uh, best bet for me. But really, it's just Hughes. Look for Bakar and um, uh, yeah, Shabbat if you just want a, like, a little little pizza money on, on that kind of thing. Yeah, I, for for me, I feel like the Norris preseason is one of the one of the hard, hardest betting markets. I feel like it's 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 close to the investment where you have you have those top guys. You don't want to bet any of the top guys early on, but like you said, you know, if you see Makar and he's looking like himself, take him for, I think plus two forty is the best best I could find. I think that's probably a, a decent look anyway. Um, I know I know I said uh, Bouchard. I think he's like 40, 35 to one, forty five to one for for Edmonton if he takes over that top power play unit. I don't know if he really has the the staying power to play a full season of of t- that, that top level, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, and then like, there's a bunch of these guys in the middle that you know could come out of nowhere but uh, i mean i think this is probably also one of the markets where you're able to get betting value in season i know two i mean two years ago 
Roman Yossi. I got him at six to one when he was leading defenseman with points. He ended up becoming the betting favorite and then lost. So you're able to find these guys in season. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Hughes is a good look. McCarr is a good look. Um, Chabot at 100 to one is, is amazing. He's uh, he's supposed to be on the top line power play. I know they also have Chickering now and and Sand and Sanderson, so you know he might not get all the shine. But if he puts up 80, 90 points, he's gonna get the shine. So I think 100 to one is is, is worth you know a long shot bet there. Yeah, and if Victor Hedman he comes back uh, to his old self, 40 to one is is pretty criminal. But he's he's a bit older now, and uh, mm. we uh, don't project the lightning to win the division or anything so he's got that uh negative there but yeah he, he's another one to look out for to see if the lightning go on a tear or whatever and uh yeah he's he's just another one to look out for but uh norse is is one that i'm uh i'm fairly low staked on so far yeah yeah i, I don't think i i mean i i have very few awards bets at all but i don't have anything on the norse but that, that is one I'll, I'll be looking to get in season because i think that's one you're able to capitalize on uh, you got anything else on, on the awards markets, or, or is that it? I think that's it. I mean, we can, I don't know, Rock and Rashard is kind of, it's kind of, um, yeah, this is definitely one you play in season. Uh, well, I, if, I, if you want to bet McDavid for Hart, just bet him for Rocket Rashard, is what I would do. I think that his goal scoring goes down. I think that he's going to win the Art Ross, just because he's going to get a bunch of points, whatever. Yeah. But no, I, I would not bet him, actually, for Rocket Rashard. He's not going to get 60 goals plus again. And somebody else will, will come up um, maybe out of nowhere even. But a lot of these other guys are uh, they have a, a good shot. Like Austin Matthews, I think, is the is just as good of a goal scorer as Connor McDavid. And he's got more than double the odds. And I expect the Leafs' offense to be better. So I would rather bet Matthews than McDavid. But for myself, I only bet uh, a bunch of long shots plus Jack Hughes, uh, I don't know, 20 to 1 or so. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, this this is one more to monitor in season. Just wait for books to be slow. I mean, like uh, I know FanDuel, whatever they keep these these uh, these markets alive during games. <laughs> if guys are scoring goals and they they're not shifting the odds, that that's when you get in. And just like Ryan did with Pavelski after he scored four goals in one playoff game, when uh, like what was it, 150, 200 to one? For yeah, it was the, something crazy like that. Con Smythe, but yeah, that, that's something to. This is, this is definitely one you look out for in season because it's just uh, more of a – I know obviously these, these guys are proven goal scorers and all that, but it, it, there is a bit more volatility and more randomness to this kind of award. So you need to see a little bit more before uh, staking too much into this market. Yeah, definitely there. Um, all right, you want to touch on touch on Wednesday's, Wednesday's games real quick? I know we, we, we went, went back – we went through them with Talon on our uh, Monday night show. So go back and check that out for – all the games broken down game by game. I mean, my only real real change here is I, th- I think I'm leaning to the Kings here at home in their home opener. They're they're plus 100 at, at some books. I, I think they're you know they're going to be able to slow it down. They they have the Dubois now and the you know, home ice advantage. So I think if that moves to even plus 105 or plus 110, I'd definitely take that. But even plus 100, I, I would probably take. Um, I'm still on the abs here. I think. Um... Like, uh, yeah, the odds are moving for the abs. So the, the odds on DraftKings are still the same. So that makes yeah. me like the abs a little bit more. But no, the odds are basically the same as they were yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, DraftKings is not good at moving lines because they don't take sharp action. So that, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, if it's too sharp, you're not betting here. 
Yeah, not much, not much to update there. But uh, you mentioned in the Discord you, you have bets throughout the weekend. I, I know DraftKings has lines up through Saturday. Uh, any of those lines in particular that you that you really like or, or think might move that people should get on get on now? Uh, let me look at my bets here, quick. Um, right. Pulling up my. I'll kill, I'll kill some time here and just shitting on the pens. Just uh, the Penguins uh, lose 4-2 here. Uh, Corey Perry assisted and final internet goal with uh, Nick Foligno. Nick Foligno and Corey Perry also had assists on the go-ahead goal. Uh, Penguins led 2-0 and end up losing 4-2. It's not such a shame to see Penguins to miss the playoffs for, for plus 200. I think is going to be one of the one of the best bets there. But you, you never know. It's one game. We, but that, that's what we do here. We we overreact to one game. And then we'll we'll overreact the other way next game. Well, maybe I'm not overreacting, but I am reacting. I do like my Calgary money line against the Penguins at minus 104 on Saturday. A little bit more after this embarrassing performance by the Pens. Um, what else we got here? Uh, the the Blues Stars. I uh, just bet the Stars money line minus 200. Why the fuck not? The Blues are shit. Stars are actually going to be good. Um, that's Thursday, right? Uh, yeah. They I, play I Thursday. I'm, I'm not sure if they play again. Yeah. Thursday. Looking uh, at, look at Thursday's lines. We'll, we'll get into them more uh, tomorrow. But I'm drinking the Torts Kool Aid. Flyers plus one fifteen at Columbus. I'm, I'll be all over that. Yeah. Maybe. I think that that's, that's a pretty fair line. I didn't bet that one. I think I bet the over actually. Just uh, expecting more bad goaltending from the Blue Jackets. No defense and whatnot. And the and the Flyers are uh, they played a lot of over games last year and mm-hmm. they're not exactly terrific defensively. Uh, Red Wings Devils. Uh, I love the over in this one. Over six and a half. Uh, oh yeah. And I think minus one ten or better is 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 pretty good. I think that the the Red Wings will be dog shit defensively and uh, Billy Huso unless he has a you know more like if it, more like his Blues. Days, I think he's he's a he's a bad goalie. Uh, he was terrible last year, so I like the over in that one. Devils still figuring things out defensively, and but they're an awesome, one of the best offensive teams in the league. So they all score some goals. Uh, same kind of thing for the Rangers and Sabers. I like the over in that one. It's uh yeah, just uh you know first for where we talked about first first games for these guys. That'll be Shostak's first game, and even even uh, someone as good as him is not going to be able to. Uh, just step into action right away, like it's uh, like a game three in a you know Stanley Cup uh, series here. So I, I like the over in that one, and the Sabers overs are going to be money all year long. I think once again. So yeah, well it's lined at over six and a half minus one hundred five. You might as well get on that now. Uh, Looking ahead to, to Saturday real quick, I'm loving the Lightning minus one ten at the Red Wings. Uh, I think that that's a good bet. <laughs> minus one ten. That, that, that's what it says here on. On, uh, on our competitor. Let me see it. Let me see if it's on. No, it's on DraftKings uh, too. Uh, there was another one I was looking at. Uh, Kraken. Play Sunday or something? Kraken at the Blues uh, Saturday night as well. I think Kraken minus 110 is a good look there. We'll see how they, they play tonight against Vegas though. But yeah, the, the Blues, the Blues, we're, we're just, we're fading them as, as a podcast this year. Well, Lightning play back to back. That's why it's minus 110, I guess. Cause they play on Sunday too. Both of their goalies suck though. It's not like it's Vassy and Vassy and Moose. It's but who, the, know, who, who is their back? <laughs> well, hopefully it's not. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's yeah, Matt, hard, hard, hard to think of a worse goalie than JJ. <laughs> it's Matt Tompkins. Maybe Talon's going down there for the weekend to, to back up. Matt Tompkins, 29 year old. Um, I don't think he's played in the NHL before. He played for uh, over there. 
in Sweden, I believe. Um, yeah, he has not made an NHL appearance last year in the SHL. He had a 9.11 save percentage. Year before in the SHL, he had a 9.08 save percentage. Year before that in the AHL, he was 9.07. So the, the Lightning will play their game in front of him and beat the Red Wings, I think. Yeah, once again, I like the over in that one, too. Yeah, so, yeah we'll get into these games more as uh, these episodes continue. But uh, that that's, I don't know. I got a bunch of bets I already made. I'm not going to go through all of them right no, now. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I just wondered like, if there were any that, that really stuck out. Like, like that Lightning one right now. I'm, I'm going to go bet that right after, right after, after we stop recording there. Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't already. Yeah. Um, all right. Got anything else here before we close it out? Looks like we might be able to catch the start of this Golden Knights game because all their pregame ceremony crap. Yeah. Just eight o'clock my time, eleven o'clock your time. Puck yeah. drop. Yeah, it's slated seven thirty, ten thirty. But uh, of course, we got to do the whole. Did you see their their Stanley Cup rings? Apparently, their rings that have like the, the thing that you like tape up, take off the top as like a secret compartment. Oh my god, that's so stupid. Yeah, they get worse every year. Yeah, they they, they, the, I thought the Avs ones were bad enough. The Lightning ones were bad enough the year before that. Now they just get ridiculous. Let's get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um. All right. And also getting bigger and bigger is our Discord. Make sure you get in Discord. sg.pn slash Discord or reach out to us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. We'll get you in there. Uh, you can also make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gaming Podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple or Spotify. Make sure you turn on the auto download so you get episodes in the feed as soon as they are published. And um, yeah, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertslp. I'm Joel Meyer, and uh, while I will be losing money on hockey today, I made money on the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders in college football. Finally, covering a fucking spread. This team has been so out of luck. Uh, they finally came through, and uh, thank God for the Blue Raiders. Fuck the pets. See ya.